it's been too long since I've heard that intro. It's been what this is what we've had two weeks off. Oh, All yeah. because you know I caught COVID and you know couldn't do more than get past like nine o'clock in the evening. But we're back, as you can see, on the chalkboard. It is DC UK podcast. It's season four and episode nine. And as always, I'm your host, James Graham. Alongside me, we're going to introduce Daniel Wise first. He is over to my left. Say hello, Daniel Wise, and give yourself a little intro. Well, hey there, I'm Dan. Uh, you know, it, I, I have to say, despite the break, you know, not a lot's happened with DC. No. So, you know, should be a pretty breezy show, pretty easy. Uh, I don't think we're going to have any strong opinions or hot takes or anything like that. But you know what? I, I have been a little bit on fire on, on Twitter uh you know being the backlash to the backlash uh with the overall Losada uh attitude <laughs> with DC United so you know uh eager to get into that but yeah i'm i'm so happy to be back and i just got my plane tickets to DC so i will nice. be there for the Toronto match i'm super excited can't wait for that i just managed to get the the visas are all approved all i need to do is just get through the pre-departure COVID test and all systems are go why you guys still do it i don't know but you apparently you still need a pre-departure COVID test to come into your country we don't need it over here but hey ho um but anyway down below me um, not physically, just virtually. It's Tom Ferguson, who we found out just before the show went live. He went to school in Maryland, where the, it was the only place that voted for Trump. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Tom. How are you doing? Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just sign off. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't. I wasn't aware when I was a mere high schooler. Uh, visiting places. I just thought it, Salisbury was a place near the beach. And uh, yeah, then uh, that fall, the, things took a turn. But I was like, oh, oh, now I get it. I was, oof. But yeah, man, we are back two weeks off. It's actually nice to come in with, uh, you know, on the back of a good result and some interesting news out there. So I'm excited to get going. Yes, yes, as right, you rightly said, it's nice to get be on a high for once. It's been a while since we've had that feeling where we've actually had two wins on the bounce. Granted, one of them was against a, a team in from the the dark dark depths of uh, American soccer, but you know, it's a, a win's a win. We'll take it. Yeah, you got to, especially after four defeats. Four defeats on the bounce was it in the end? I think. Yeah, yeah, four defeats. Um, but anyway, as always on these shows um, with you guys out there, we will do guest DC who will go through the news. We'll give our hot takes on the uh, previous match, which we will be covering the New England Revolution game. We will preview the Columbus Crew game this weekend, and we have MLS 101 returns. Uh, thanks to Daniel, so he will give us his hot takes on what is educational in the world of MLS. Yeah, and we'll answer your questions at the end of the show. So if you've got anything and you're watching live. Drop it in the chat and let us know, and we'll answer it later on. So, guess DC who? I thought I've, I think I've made it a little bit easy for you guys this week. It's because we've been absolute crap. Yeah, pretty much. There's, there's been zero correct answers so far. I got one. Just. I got that Argentinian uh, lad. Which one was that? Iron. Let me get my list up. 
Yeah, uh, played. Oh, was that that? That was no. Yeah. Uh, a guy's nickname. Oh, yeah. you got nickname. I'm sorry. I I still got it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, right. This is the player. He's up on screen. Right. But if you're not watching, um, and you are listening after the fact, this player is a current DC United player. Oh. Now, if you don't get this one, you want you want your DC United card handing in. You're not allowed to support the club ever again. That's how how much you need to get this one right this week. Um, like I say, he's a current DC United player. He's a homegrown. And it's a second spell at the club. So that was, narrows it down a, a fair bit. Yeah. I'm not going to give anything more away than that, um, apart from he's a defensive kind of player. Hmm. Now, whether that means they're a goalkeeper, whether that means they're a defender or a midfielder, who knows? But it is a second spell at the club. Um <laughs> I mean, I think you've got a very yes good chance of getting this one right. So, how to do it? Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all I'm going to give you. If we are struggling somehow towards the end of the show, you may get an extra clue in there. So, like I said, we're going to leave it like that. Take what you want from the silhouette there. Whether that helps you in terms of naming this particular player, we shall see. Any initial thoughts? Any in- initials you want to give away? <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing the stride, and it's it's giving me a, a pretty good idea. Uh, see, kind of, I'm trying to like uh, analyze the hairline a little bit, <laughs> trying to you know, kind of get a get a sense of proportions and in size, and you know, yeah. sort of you know, is he on the taller side? Is he on the shorter side? It's it's an interesting perspective shot right yeah. there. Um, but I th- I think the the stride and the aggressiveness and the overall flair that he's showing is giving me a good idea. Yeah. Tom. Yeah. I mean, Daniel said it. I feel pretty confident. Um, We'll save it though. Yeah. We'll save it. Cool. If you're watching, if you've got any thoughts, do drop them in the chat. So if you watch again, watching after the fact, let us know. So onto the news. Should we start with the big one or should we start um, some small, smaller stuff before we move on to the big one, which might take a bit of time? True. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. So actually, the, there's one bit of news I want to go after the match review because it kind of ties into that quite a bit. So the uh, first up I'm going to go with is the fact that we've signed a new backup goalkeeper. Um Backup for uh, for John Kempen, obviously, after mm-hmm. his uh, amazing performance, and uh, um, who is going to be ahead in the pecking order to Bill Hamid because you know Bill Hamid's just now gone. Don't care about Bill anymore. Sorry, Bill. We do care about you. That's a lie. Um, but we've signed Rafael Romo, who is from Venezuela, who um, signed on a free. He's come in. Now, he was a former teammate to uh, Hernan Lasada, um, who we will talk about in a brief moment. Um, thoughts on this one um, after the John Kempen performance from the weekend you know he's a he's a he's got some Syria 
uh, experience, and you know, uh, I I have uh, I don't know, I, I have a lot of respect for for keepers who play in that league, who uh, come from Italy, and just have that uh, overall experience. Uh, yeah, so like you know, anyone with that kind of uh, experience, I think he was with Udinese. Uh, was it? Yeah, a- Atalanta was the other team he played for. If you have that information. All I've got on his wiki page is just Udinese. It he's, wasn't just Udinese. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, spent time. So just to kind of give you the rundown of his career, Flaneros uh, is where he started his career. Then he moved to Udinese in 2009. Mm-hmm. But then he's had loan spells at Estudiantes Morida, uh, Mineros, Watford. Hey. It's red one. <laughs> yeah. Didn't make any appearances, but he spent some time at Watford. Uh Limassol in Cyprus, uh, Applewell yeah, again in Cyprus, Applewell Nicosia, um, and then he moved to uh, Bescot, which is where he uh, lined up with uh, uh, Lasada in 2017, 2018. We made 40 appearances that season. Wow! Yeah, and then he moved to Silkborg. I think that's Sweden. It's uh, a real journeyman uh, nope. right there, uh, Dane. Dane. I was going to say Denmark, but it's Denmark. Denmark. (laughs) COVID brain. We're going to go with that one. Any mistakes I'm going to make, COVID brain. Um, Then he moved to Leuven um, back in Belgium. And then he's now with us. So he's he's made four appearances internationally for the under 20 team and 13 appearances for the Venezuelan senior team. So he's got quite a, Quite a bit of experience behind behind him. Yeah. So it'd be interesting. Six foot five. Oh, he's a big boy. No, he's not. <laughs> well, to you. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's similar height over here. <laughs> I think he's uh, same height as uh, Donny Pines. Okay. Wow. So that kind of gives you the it's kind of the idea of how how big he actually is. How tall is Kempen? Uh, so like uh, John Kempen. I feel like I should get him on the show at some point. That'd be great. We have to apologize so much. <laughs> <laughs> so John Kempen stands at six foot one. Oh wow! Six one. He's a he's a he's a tiny boy. <laughs> <laughs> a naughty boy he's just a tiny boy yeah uh, Bill stands at uh, six foot three he's a big wow. six foot three though like he he made he's a big six foot three I, I'm I'm a pretty decently sized 5'11 and he made me look like a child so you know he's he got he's got he's just he's just built so yeah wow yeah. there you go so Bill's the the, the middle guy Rafa is the tall guy and John's the short guy. Mm-hmm. In that, in that's uh, keeper department. So there you go. Um, other transfer news, not news, but rumours, um, which has made Sky Sports news over here as well because you know it involves a player who plays who's played in the UK and. My phone's decided to think I was saying um, the phrase that uh, is from that big search engine, and decided to and, respond to me. And and before before you we we go okay. into this, I'll just say exactly he's about to. I know, I know what he's going to say. The boy with the anime avatar <laughs> called this. 
weeks ago before we went on the break. Well, before any of those news. So I just want to say, you know, Mr. Levin, if you're listening, you know, I have a few more ideas. I'd love to, you know, maybe in a consultation degree, you know, maybe just come in for a visit or something. But I this is this is a pat my pat my back subject matter expert yeah. type of situation. Well, I think it was a it was in response to who would we want who would be available, if I remember rightly. Yeah. Um I mean, this is the the news that uh, Gareth Bale is in discussions with DC United to come at the end of his contract at Real Madrid. Um, it will be Wales Golf DC rather than Wales Golf Madrid. Yeah. Um, but I'll take that because he is a cracking player. Yeah. Granted, he's not played a lot over the last few years because of reasons, injuries, issues with uh, club. Um, but, you know he's still got that talent and he can absolutely destroy MLS defences yeah and you think we need we would need someone who's great at the set piece he's a great free kick taker mm-hmm. he can run at defences and yeah he's just going to be if this does actually happen it's really going to turn heads and it'll end up being like my big question to you guys is if this does happen is it going to be at the same level as the Rooney move? Uh, oh. 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 Okay. Man. Okay. Um, why, is, why is that? The thing with Rooney is that Rooney came into a team that Ben Olsen was barely coaching. Hmm. Rooney basically <laughs> saved that man's career. He did. Yes. He literally carried that entire team on his back. He played up top, attacking mid, midfield, and we all know from the Orlando game, a fantastic right back. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's it's early to say, is Gareth going to take it seriously? You know, Rooney's always just been a competitor. Bale, uh, what was it? Wales, Golf, Madrid. Yeah. In that order. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just hope I just hope he takes it seriously. Uh, it could be something really good, or it could be an absolute waste. I love this comment. Yeah, I would like that. That would be insane. I can't see. Uh, no, nah, really ever leaving. Well, I mean, I can't see really leaving Derby, but Derby to DC. <laughs> I, I feel like if uh, I feel like if Everton survives somehow, they're gonna chuck Frank Lampard and get Rooney in there. Yeah, I mean, it it would be the perfect move for Rooney. Yeah, absolutely. They've already acquired once, so yeah. I, the only reason why he didn't go is because he still had the job to do at Derby, which now <laughs> it's kind of finalised, but. Uh, to me, I, I still think Rooney would be the kind of character who would want to try and get Derby promoted back into the championship. I think he's yeah. that kind of guy who would mm-hmm. happily spend a season in League One to see if he can do it. Yeah. Granted, they would probably bankrupt them, but didn't try. I was, was going to say, I, it depends what's happening in that front office because uh, it's a mess. Well, to be fair, he was. I think he was eventually um, paying the players and paying for their club equipment and all sorts and he actually gave his number to the fans yeah um i don't know if he want he's he's got three boys i'm not sure if he wants to have you know 
23 more, 22 more. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll have to see. We'll see what his offer, his offers are like over the summer. Yeah. Uh, we've got a little uh, hello for you, Tom, there. That's Josh. What's up, Josh? Uh, there you so go. Uh, Josh lives in Ipswich. Ah. Uh, yeah, so these are my relatives on my mom's side uh, who support Ipswich. Ah, well, yeah. welcome to the show, Josh. Um, you're in Ipswich. I'm over on the on the west side in Gloucestershire. There you go. Um, Cameron has come in uh, with this kind of question. Uh, do you think we would play where Smith would play because Bale has previously played left back and left wing? I don't see that would happen. I think we would still see Smith at left wing back, and I would see. Oh, wow. Yeah, Bell would be at up top in yeah. that front in that front three. So I have a I, that's surprising me because I have a different thought. I think it's at, it would be as big or even bigger mm. than Rooney in terms of a cultural impact. Uh, in, in terms of of butts in the seats. Now Rooney bring brings them in, but you know I you know I would say like. Uh, you know, that's kind of among, you know, kind of like the soccer heads and the Manchester United crowd. Yeah. But there are two huge crowds in D.C., Real Madrid and Spurs. Spurs. There, there is a surprising, there is a surprising Spurs contingency oh. in D.C., I was shocked by how many people I've met who are like, yeah, I love Spurs. I got into soccer because of Spurs. They've won nothing. They've won nothing. And that is the thing. That is the thing that people love about it is is most people who aren't huge soccer heads, if they kind of go into a team, they kind of go for an underdog or, you know, Mm. a hipster team that they can kind of be like, oh, yes, I'm original. I'm unique. Uh, But it's (laughs) no there. Real Madrid. I mean, I would see those jerseys all over the place. So if you get a guy like Bale in, it's it's going to bring everyone in there um and and i think uh just just overall i think uh bale just brings way more excitement uh just in terms of his style of play uh the way he can still absolutely torch uh along the touchline um he's gonna be exciting and like you said set piece wizard and and you know me I love a set piece wizard. So he he may be he may edge out Bronco Boscovich, but only just. But Ooh. but uh, you know I I'm when when that popped up I was like yeah absolutely go for it. So do you uh, do you remember why um, there's such a big Spurs fan base in the U.S. Um, <laughs> I, I'll give you a hint. It's a, it's a show now, and it used to be a commercial. That, what? Uh, what? I, mean, I need to be enlightened about this one. Uh, I was I was going to say a lot of it is because of the Jewish community, but but no, no I, I don't uh, know what you're referencing the, here. Premier League was just starting to like. Okay. Yep. Yeah. yeah, there was a commercial with uh, an American coach, football coach, <laughs> who went to go and coach a footy team called Tottenham Hotspur. It was on NBC. Yeah. Like. 10 times a day and it took off and now it's a show but yeah, yeah. that was back in 06 oh, man. ages ago wow and it was when bale was when bale was there 
Yep. Neck. Ages ago. Oh, I nope. am so sorry about oh, that. Oh, dear. Nope, nope. That's oh, bad. I, th- I think that's a forfeit right there. <laughs> yeah, you have to throw it against the wall. <laughs> oh, that! I think that's the first time that's ever happened I'm on this so show. I'm so sorry about that. Oh. Unprofessional. Oh, you can't, can't get the staff these days, can you? Oh, that's my cousin. <laughs> Yeah, so Josh has just come up and said Tottenham cleverly named their new stadium Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So when they host the NFL, it gains American interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I that's mean, a, that's it's it's actually good marketing. That it's a really bad name, but you know it gets the team name out there, doesn't it? Yeah, um, I think there's two games a season there. I want to say. Yeah, yeah, sounds about yep. right. I remember when they rumored about. Um, the Jaguars going to London like <laughs> full time because um, their owner Khan, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he had, owns uh, Fulham. Ah, yeah. Fair. Wow. He owns Fulham and he owns the Jaguars. It's really weird. <laughs> Somebody asked to. And, and AEW. And he owns AEW. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, he gave that to his son and was like, "Go away." <laughs> It was like, go have fun. Yep. Oh, man. Uh, Cameron's actually coming with another great question, which I hadn't even really thought about, which is uh, thoughts on the next round of the Open Cup. So, so yeah, so obviously we beat, was it Flower City uh, from the Uh, NISA? Rochester, I want to say. Yes. Yeah. It was pissing with rain. The entire game. It was that's what I've heard obviously couldn't watch it well one I couldn't really watch it because it was only on ESPN plus yeah um, unless you went onto the discord group and watched it on there um virtually but, unwatchable anyway yeah uh, for, for about three quarters of that match really yeah. that bad. It, was just, it was just shapes moving in rain and Oof. like no one was playing well it was it was crap yeah well. but yeah so we've got uh, Red Bulls in the next round yeah, boy. Yes. When is that game happening? Is that June, July time? I want to say that's June. I have no um, idea. Let me just pull that up real quick. Yeah, I'm just getting the schedule uh, up myself as well. Talk amongst yourselves whilst we're loading our yeah, we're internet. looking at... Um, no, actually, it's sooner. It's it's uh, May 10th. It's in two weeks. It is what? in two weeks. Yes, it is. Oh, it is I thought it was right later after, than that. It is right um, after that. Uh, wait. Okay, yeah, no, it's right after that Houston match. They get yeah. it uh, May 10th, and Houston is uh, May 7th. So yeah, this is this is a stretch right here. This is a bang, bang, bang uh, run of the schedule uh, yeah. between Columbus, Houston, and then Red Bulls. Yeah, the next, what, just over two weeks of uh, fixtures, we've got four four games yep that's which wild. is just insane so it's going to be pretty full on we got one two three four five. we've got seven matches in may that's crazy seven so that's a lot seven matches in may my lord all right um and then and then we get to june and then we've got two yeah i'm sorry what it makes no sense classic mls scheduling <laughs> Donnie G, just calling the shots. I love it. Just good, it's just, it's just good job, Garber. I think he just does it for fun, but honestly. And then we get like, to watch this. 
in Russia seven in May. <laughs> with no US Open Cup in July, we've got six games. Yeah. What? Is, yeah. Yeah. What's happening in June? Like, is there is there a break? Um. Is it a two week break? Is there an international oh, fixtures? Well, I bet I bet there are a bunch of international friendlies going on, uh, tuning up for for the uh, World Cup. We don't care about that. Yeah, I, you know what? I, <laughs> you're gonna have to take it up with uh, FIFA there. I, yeah. I I'm only speculating. That's all right. We've got another six fixtures in August as well. Yep. And then then five in uh, September because it yeah. starts easing down, and then and then we've got the two games in October where the last game of the season against Cincinnati, the kickoff time is to be decided. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have no idea. <laughs> Well, I mean, come on. Well, what? We've had the random rescheduling with, uh, uh, um, was it was it LA Galaxy? Uh, LAFC. LAFC. FC, yeah. So, yeah. who knows? There was that one and the NYCFC match that was rearranged because that was supposed to happen on my birthday, but uh, mm. got delayed because they were in the uh, CONCACAF Champions League. Boy, that's going to be a wild finish. Pumas versus mm. uh, Seattle Sounders. That's, yeah, that's going to be good. Heck of, a, heck of a final. Yeah. Who do you reckon is going to win that one just quickly? Uh, Seattle's got to be the favorites. Uh, probably one of the better teams to come around in the Champions League in a while. So mm. if, if they don't pull it off, uh, yeah. And I think Pumas is totally beatable. So should be should be a win. I mean, for me, in terms of MLS, it would be great for MLS as a league to actually win the CONCACAF Champions League. So, And I think, don't the winners of the Champions League go to the Club World Cup? That's correct. Thought so. They have to go play someone fantastic. Don't even get me started on the Club World Cup. What an appalling tournament that is. That's pointless. It's just, I mean, I don't know whether you guys out there... um, they were listening and whatnot. Play football manager. <laughs> oh my god! It comes to the if you if you the worst part. playing in the winter leagues like oh, like most nations do, you get to the end of the season. You're like, right, cool. Pre- get their holidays in. Get the preseason. Oh no, wait! You've got the club world cup where you can select 23 players. There's no rule. There's not age rules where you can have unlimited under 21 players or anything. It's strictly 23 players. And the games are every other day. So you get no respite. It just makes no sense. Uh, you know, there you go. I'm going to blame Qatar for that. Good call. Yeah, why not? Anyway. Who is there in 12th? Sorry? They're in 12th in their league. Pumas? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Yeah, Seattle's, Seattle's winning that one. Yep, you'd think so. Uh, Cameron is also excited for the Bayern match. That'll be good. I went to the um, I went to the Real Betis one. That was fun um, a couple of years ago. Yeah, um, we didn't we get? I think we got beat five two on that one or something, wasn't it? Five one five two. Uh, yeah, we had. Oh, what's his name? Who was the backup for Rooney? Yeah, I love ah. He was yeah, he was the first he, he scored. Uh, first DC United player to come onto this podcast. Is really? Yeah. Nice. Back in the day in the first season of the show. Um 
I managed to uh, speak to a couple of guys and they managed to get him on. And what an absolute legend he was. Yeah. I I love I just loved his uh, his antics talking. Yeah, I'm rent free in your head. Yep. Um, and he was doing the crying. <laughs> Literally, the, when I interviewed him, it was it was the day after the Galaxy game when he was absolutely in Zlatan's face. Yeah. Yep. It was what an interview. If you get if you get the opportunity to go back and listen to it. That was really do listen to it. It's fantastic. That was heavy Wilshire and Fellaini vibes. If you remember that, where Wilshire got in his face, Fellaini's like, "What is this?" <laughs> really small bloke yeah. against massive guy. Honestly, oh, love that guy. Fellaini didn't have antics. He was just violent. Yeah, he was, <laughs> he was just hitting people. <laughs> oh, I mean, you would with that hairstyle, though, wouldn't you? Yeah, and then when he when he shaved it all off, he looked like a completely different person. <laughs> I was yes. like, where's it gone? <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, we're still on news. We're half an hour in and we still haven't even talked about the uh last game. But uh the other big sort of bit of news. Firstly, um Briant is uh, promoted to um assistant coach of DC United after spending some time down at Loudon United. And the reason for that is Obviously, Hernan was fired from his role after the US Open Cup game that we were just previously speaking about. Um, Chad Ashton has come in as interim coach for the foreseeable future. Um, There was a little bit of um, news coming out today around the legality of that hiring, Um, but because it's interim and it is just to the end of the season, apparently he's on above board. So, um, So, Chad, we have Chad Ball going forward now after Lasada Bowl. Um, we spoke about it before we went live, but um, I know, Daniel, you've got some um, some hot takes. Uh, so the floor is yours. Yeah, I'm going to sit back on this one. So, okay. You know, it, here's the thing. It was shocking to everyone what happened with Lasada. It, it's, it's one of those things where, like, you know, it was an ugly, ugly game in Rochester. And then when you see that, like he, the immediately when he came home, uh, basically he got the call that, Hey, we're having a meeting uh, tomorrow morning. And that was pretty, pretty much it probably. And then, uh, yeah, they, they broke the news to him. Uh, Word came out. People at first were like, no, this can't be real. But uh, eventually, yeah, it did turn out. And then um, the, the wailing, immediately after that was insane um i think you know and and i can understand it because it is the grieving period because losada did come in and uh he he sort of set a tone for the team uh for the franchise uh and sort of in that initial breakout you know uh where no news was coming out uh it was it was tough to tell like exactly what was going on uh but as more word came out uh specifically from a really good article uh in the athletic um kind of gave insight into what was going on with the team and essentially how it breaks down is that it wasn't necessarily a performance thing. It was a lot of, it was death by a thousand cuts. And this is, this is the easiest way for someone to get fired is one. 
it was the way he was conducting training. Two, it was the way he was connect- conducting fitness and the overall tone with players. Third thing was uh, a lack of communication or, or perhaps having a fallout with certain players where essentially he, ca- he came down to like an effort. Uh, I'm going to have like an intermediary uh, talk to you. Uh, fourth was yes, having that slide of losses. But fifth, and this is huge, is, hey, you know what? As much as the ownership class sucks and, like, you know, everyone wants to be all, like, punk rock and, you know, step up to authority, blah, 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 whatever. If you're in that position, you got to play ball. And you have – and here's the thing. You can, you can – resist as much as you want but if you lose your advocates and you have no one pushing back like if someone wants you fired and you have no allies that is the easiest decision to make especially when you're coming out and you're and you're talking about how the ownership lacks ambition that they're not spending enough that essentially you're 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 airing dirty laundry that does not need to be aired well and and like you that message does not need to be coming from the manager so, you know, and, and you know what, as, as, as whatever corporate this sounds, you got to play ball. And he just refused to do that. He lost his advocates and now he's fired. So then on top of that, you had a lot of people saying, you know, this was a conspiracy. This was an inside job, what have you. And they don't recognize tactical genius. Tactical genius? I am a football manager poser at best. And I was even saying last season, halfway through, that it's the easiest system to figure out. As long as you have a fast winger and you got, you know, someone who can accurately hit a long ball, you're going to get past that every single time. You had a bunch of idiots talking about the best prayer that, like, New York had was, like, you know, you just have to get on the attacking end and just, you know, just whip balls in there. No. The best way you do that is you let you bring DC in, you keep your you keep your attackers as high up the field as you can, and then you just get it out to them. That's the easiest way to beat DC, and that's how DC got torched time and time again. Yeah. And 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 you know, <laughs> Lasada was talking about how he'd rather you know win a game uh, five to four than one to zero. Well, what are you what, what are you doing when you're losing games five to nothing, three to nothing? Where, where what's that attacking? Where, where's that atta- t- attacking tactical genius? There, he was a 500 coach in Europe. He's a 500 coach in MLS, and what he is is he's Mourinho without the money. It's mystique and halo effect, and that's it. That's all people fell in love with with him. To call that a tactical genius, the El Profe. This is marketing. You know who El Profe is? That's Cruyff. <laughs> you know, that's that's uh, uh, Sir Alex Ferguson. That's El Profe. He's nowhere near El Profe. That was marketing, and so many people bought caseloads of Crystal Pepsi in this situation. I'm not saying he's a fraud, but he was punching way above his weight. And I don't even think punching way above his weight. He was peacocking way above his weight. And that's it. That's that's how that all boils down. <laughs> so that's that's where I'm at. That's a hot take. <laughs> that is a hot take. I mean, and I, I'll 
happily admit that I was I was sold on him, um, especially when you looked at yeah. the first sort of couple of results where we beat NYCFC at home thanks to a, a, an amazing Brendan Hindsight goal and that Russell Knauss volley from the edge of the box. And it looked like, and there was a lot of, in those early days, a lot of attacking intent. Yes, it was difficult and we were making excuses about it's the early days. We've we've had 10 years of Betty Ball. It's going to be difficult to get out of that. Um, and I, was, I as you know, I'm a very patient kind of guy. But when you look at not just at the start of this season where we had those two wins, which were dubious wins at best especially against Cincinnati where we had to rely on a what was a 96 minute penalty against one yeah. of the worst teams in this league um, that was a difficult um, take on that one then you lose four games on the bounce you look at the end of the last season where we just fell apart yeah um, and you add those two together and I think we had four wins in 15 or something along those lines if I remember rightly mm-hmm. If you just look at that as a whole, I think mean, that's what Jason Levin was saying when he um, spoke to Goff and that article came out. When you look at that and you look at that at face value, it's not acceptable. It's not acceptable in any way, shape or form. And this is, and I think I put it in the um, DCUK chat, it's a results-based business. Yeah. That's what football is. It's results. And if you're not getting results, you're out the door. It doesn't matter who you are. You look at Mourinho, he doesn't last more than three seasons at any club. Uh, it's the Mourinho effect. Yeah. Um, it's it's a, the unfortunate thing now. You look, Ever since Roman Abramovich came in and spent loads of money yeah. on his team, it's all about business because it, you, you want that return on investment. And if that's not happening, granted investment is another matter entirely with his uh, with his front office but you know we still want that roof um, we just need it and we, we need the wins we're a club that has got steeped in history granted that history hasn't done much since what 2004 where we had the last time last cup yes we had that US Open Cup win in 2013 but in what 18 years it's been a, a dire state, this club. Yeah. yeah. Um, and something does need to change. And some, and unfortunately for Hernan, he's that change. He's had to go out the door. Um, you look at Chad's records when he was interim boss between Ben and Hernan. He did all right. He played a solid four four two. He got some some good results against some decent teams, and it wasn't actually all that bad. I think people, when they look at Chad, they think, they think of Ben. And that, that, that's the unfortunate thing for Chad is he's been around for donkey's years. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just one of those things where he's just got that connotation about him where it's just like, Chad must be Ben because he was there when Ben was, was coach. So he's, he's going to be exactly the same thing. But now you know what? You looked at the New England game, which we'll talk about very, very shortly. There, there is actually some good stuff about Chad, and I'm, I'm keen to see how he does over the next few games. And that'll, for me, where I will, for me to give my full thoughts on how he's doing, I'll happily give him to the end of May, and that's when I'll make my final decision whether he should stay or go. Yeah, 
And then, Tom, I mean, you've obviously been quite quiet over the last sort of five, <laughs> ten minutes. Um, what, what's your hot take? Uh, well, first of all, with everything that you guys were saying, uh, retweet for sure. Um, I, yeah, I was losing confidence in him. But, you know, the thing is, is when we got to the end of Ben Olsen, it was becoming unbearable. It, the games were so dry and like it wasn't even like we were getting results. It was just terrible all the way through. And so, you know, Lasada was this fresh, new, you know, coach. We're like, yes, finally things are going to change. He's going to implement his system. The, the difference with how Chad coaches and the ways that Ben Olsen coached and the way that Lasada coached is they wanted to have their system, you know, what they're known for, and they wanted to make the team play it. Now, that's great. Sometimes it works for some coaches. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, but with Chad, what he does is he just plays to what he knows is the team's strengths. Sure, maybe it doesn't work all the time. Maybe it does work. But we have a better chance of winning games when players are doing stuff that they're comfortable with doing, playing the way that they're comfortable. You know, trying to force us into this crazy pressing where we end up having no one in the back. And yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely time. I mean, it kind of feels like a a waste, honestly. There's been I, I I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say it's a waste because you look at what I know it's not gonna I be whether it's Lasada. But yeah. like I know it's not gonna be a quick turn. I'm a Man United fan. It's not I know it's not gonna be a quick turnaround. No. Like I know it's gonna be years of you know trying to build the team the best it can. Um but like yeah I just has has he really like achieved anything substantial apart from getting his driver's permit like that's 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 about and, it and a girlfriend oh and he got a girlfriend great i mean go on 90 day fiance we're, we're here to win games like this <laughs> that's that's what we want um yeah i mean who didn't see it writing like the writing on the wall of course yeah. it was surprising how few games it was yeah but like, he wasn't getting results no. Yeah. I, I think what really irked a lot of fans is the fact that we brought in Taxi early yeah. and he got it didn't even get a game a full 90 minutes out of Taxi before he was gone there was no opportunity for things to turn around from that granted that yeah. no player should be you shouldn't rely on one player to change your fortunes but you still you should <laughs> well yeah we really would back to differ on that one um, but it would have been nice to see what Lasada could have done with Taxi. Yeah. I think that's what irked a lot of people. And I think there was that whole thing with the Birnbaum issue as well with the US Open Cup game. When that was rumored to be an issue where Birnbaum um, was prevented from going to Rochester to play. I think that and the reasons behind that, which I'm not going to go into because I don't know the definitive behind it. Um that seemed to work a lot of fans off. Um, but we've got a fan question for later on in the show about um, the whole Lasada thing and fan situation. Um, but going on that, this came in during the chat uh, from Victor, which is what was Lasada's ceiling if he got all the plays he wanted? Now, 
I've gotten a little answer for this one because this um, I know uh, Dave Casper and Lucy have met up with the support groups um, last night I think it was and I know Jason Levian came out and said that um, in that uh, post uh, well that article in the Washington Post with Goff about us not being we're never going to be the top spenders and we're going to be middle of the park so does that mean we're a middle of the park team he wants uh, Jason wants to spoil us with uh, trophies and everything but it doesn't sound like he's going to put his money where his mouth is I know that's a difficult one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, you know, and that's it's it's valid to say that like it's it's frustrating that the ownership seems to be fine with with that type of situation. Um and and I can also see it from that perspective as an Arsenal fan. Uh the second the Emirates uh went up, Arsenal dropped to relative mediocrity, less we we knew that like there was a more mediocre arsenal that would come down the line. But uh when it comes to opening a new stadium, plus for for you know for what it's worth, a an incomplete stadium with the roof plan that they have going on, um, it's expensive, and there's a lot of you know account accounting that needs to go into that. So you know it, it, it's going to be more of that. So I can see where they're like, hey, we have we have a house to kind of hold here, uh, but at the same time, you know, don't be saying you want to spoil us with trophies if you're not willing to go for it. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's frustrating hearing hearing that sort of double speak right there. I know, the other thing, and, I, and this is I'm playing going to play devil's advocate on this one. Um, prize money. Yeah, you can spend all this money, but it just doesn't feel like there's a lot of prize money in MLS. Yeah. Yeah, no, there isn't. Um, I also find it really ironic that they said we're never going to be the big spenders on anything, but we're we're linked to Gareth Bale. Bale. Yeah, how much is he going to pay? Uh, I think the are five and a half million dollars a year, <laughs> yeah. which works out as a roughly what a hundred, just over a hundred thousand dollars a week. Is that what he would get? Yeah. Yeah. Which, when you compare him to what he's been on at Madrid, that's a massive pay cut. He, he, yeah, gets, he gets paid like 600 grand a week to play for Wales. Yeah. Like yeah. every other month. It's absurd. He's got, he's got the life right now. <laughs> he's, got, he's got such a good life. And just on that, Heather, um, dropping in on the chat there. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's been quite perfectly timed, doesn't it? Yeah. These rumors. So, anyway, should we end the news and actually move on to, um, oh, yeah. We've the been, game from the week, from the weekend. Slowly chugging on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could literally spend an entire show just going on about that news. But, yeah. Uh, right. So, let me bring up the stats from the game at the weekend. Now, as you, as you know, obviously I've had COVID over the last couple of weeks. Um, knocked me for six. Um, 
So I've not watched it, but I'm just going to run through the stats and these is where uh, Tom and Daniel, you're going to take it away from these. But uh, obviously we beat New England's 3-2, back to winning ways after Chad Ball came in. Uh, possession, quite scary. Um, just under 32% possession we've had. We only had 11 shots, which doesn't surprise me too much when you think about how the game played out. Um, obviously, New England would have wanted to attack towards the end to bring themselves back into the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, five shots on target, uh, just the one offside, 11 fouls, which I think is the lowest for a very long time. Um, and an expected goals of 1.6. Uh, not too shabby there. We've outperformed on that side of things. Um, but um, I'm going to let you guys take it away and talk about the game because you know I've watched the highlights that's pretty much it which Um, was seven and a half minutes worth it was okay Uh, it was two halves Mm. yeah it was exciting Uh, first half was great Mm-hmm. It was all over the place. Um, surprised that XG was only 1.6 with Estrada getting a header like inside the... That was probably six. the 1.6 because uh, Taxi's goal, first goal was... Yeah. It shouldn't have gone in because the keeper was just Just completely asleep, yeah. Um, and then the second goal, the keeper fell asleep again. Yeah, he did a... Um, <laughs> he did a Kempen of old save. You took the words right out of my mouth. I was thinking, was Kempen playing for New England? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what he did. It was sort of like when the Monstars came down in in Space Jam and took... I I feel like Kempen just went and took an actual solid goalkeeper's <laughs> skills because he actually had a great game. I was, I was surprised. I, I got to apologize. <sighs> the two, the two goals he gave up were not easy. No. First, uh, first one was nuts. That was a, you know, outside the 18 yard box, you know, a lot of traffic in there, but it was just one of those low, fast drives. And he, he got there. Like he was there for it, but it was just such a fast strike. Yeah. That's so tough. Uh, Second one was, you know, kind of one of those glancing headers that just came in real awkwardly and, and just was not, um, Yeah. yeah, not an easy save as well. So, uh, kind of like one of those low drives that just really uh, got past him, um, you know. But but take those and then look at you know sort of the the Jesus saves uh, he made in the game. Uh, he was incredible, uh, Bill Hamid esque, if I'll say on some of yeah. those, um, especially a really scary one coming from Altador, uh, where you know uh, it was a he- strong strong header. Uh, he bowled it a bit, and the outdoor came in uh, to get it again, but he held strong to it. And, man, just just a really fearless performance. And, and he looked uh, like like a good, good leader out there, um, much more than sort of the spell he had last season. So it was really good to see that. I think you could get worse <laughs> from that, from yeah. that spell last season. Do you, do you think – the reason why he's put in a good performance is because he knows that there's been somebody else who's coming in. So he knows that he has to step up to keep great. his place. And yeah. Uh, competition is, is perfect. I think about uh, Man United when they had Luke Shaw being terrible, they went and got yeah. Alex Tellez and then he had his best season ever. Yep. 
Yeah. Come on, man. Um, yeah, same with De Gea. De Gea was terrible. They got Henderson. Give him a couple first team starts. Oh, look, he's playing great. Um, you know, I don't think either one of Kempin or the Roma guy are going to be taking Bill's spot. We'll see how his injury does. But, you know, competition's, competition's good. You want that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you were crying out for a number eight as well. And we now we've got that. So we've got a bit more competition in the middle of the field. Yep. It's, I mean, the roster's not looking actually that bad. And I know a lot of people are saying this is not a, an MLS Cup winning team or anything like that. But it, it's strong enough to be decent in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I, so, just, want to, I just want to make playoffs. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And you look at the table as it stands at the moment. Um, we're not actually that far off I know we've got a game in hand as well because obviously the uh, postponement to the um, NYCFC game so if we yeah. win that we're, that we're one point away from the playoffs which considering the four defeats on the bounce doesn't actually seem all that uh, actually no we win our game in hand we then move on to 12 points because we're currently on nine mm-hmm. being fourth uh, well I'm, I'm going to take NYC having a win because of their game in hand as well um, so we'd be fifth place yeah which actually doesn't seem that bad after all I mean it looks horrible right now I mean it looks horrendous right now it looked even worse before the game on, uh, from the weekend because yeah. um, I think we were bottom were we? Uh, yeah we were bottom so yeah it's that's the thing with because it is so early on things can swing around so much um and that was again that was another reason why Losada was fired this early on is the fact that it gives us the opportunity to turn the season around mm-hmm. and actually still have a great chance of making the playoffs so that's not looking too bad um it's been it's been goofy in the eastern conference this season though uh teams a mm. couple of teams that were just unstoppable uh last season you had new england and columbus was really good last season and both below us both are below and both are on multi-game uh losing streaks uh, as of now, New England is on a wor- was on a is on a worse streak now uh, than we were at the time. Um, yeah. So it, it's 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 really uh, one of those things where like this season's going to go in a lot of different directions, and that's kind of the joy of watching MLS is oh, all yeah. the different outcomes and and how tight it can be. Yeah, yeah, you, you're right. It, it's the beauty of MLS. There's no two seasons that are exactly the same. No, there's no dominant team in this league, and that's why it's so good. Yeah, um, we're, we're looking at you, Bundesliga. God. How many years. times have Bayern won it now? Was it ten, ten, years. ten years in a row? Well, you look at Serie A as well, and how many times you've Juve won it as well? Yeah, it's getting better because now Inter is uh, is yeah. you know, fighting back a bit. And then Spain is just interesting. <laughs> Spain is just a mess. Mm. I think that's going to get really interesting over the next few years. Yeah, um, we'll see if we'll see if the um, either Hollander and Bappe goes to one of those. But I have a bad feeling Holland might be going to Man City. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if a football manager's anything to go by, he's going to City or Liverpool. Yeah, <laughs> and that's and, just annoying. Yeah. And I'll be watching MLS permanently. 
be, I will not be spending my weekends watching the Premier League. Oh, dude. Just on, on things like the conferences, uh, just a, looking at the Western Conference, LAFC are dominating. Mm-hmm. the Western at the moment 19 points uh, Austin have had a really good start um, yes they came back we almost took them um, but they're currently in second place LA, uh, Galaxy are up there Dallas are doing well as well um, Paul Ariola's new team um, yeah, he's playing good soccer as well he's yeah, yeah. but no surprise Vancouver Whitecaps are bomb yeah. <laughs> They are the Cincinnati of the West. Absolutely. So, anyway, um, and just other keynotes. So just before we move on about the New England game, which I thought was quite surprising, the fact that New England had thirty crosses mm. to our three. <laughs> thirty crosses. One of ours was a goal. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I think well, we had the cross for. The uh, Estrada goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You had the cross for Taxi's goal. Oh, yeah. And there was the cross in beforehand. So that's the three crosses. Yeah. That's absurd. That's a bit of a It's not going to lie. That second half, I don't. We like had the ball for maybe seven minutes. It was pretty. It was yeah. pretty. That's like, weird. That's mad. Um, we had 26 clearances. Yeah. Wow. There we go. Yeah. So there you are. That was just a couple of other stats I wanted to bring up. Um, but moving on uh, to the preview for this weekend's game, which I'm going to do my utmost best to watch because it'll be nice to actually get back into the DCUK chat on a match day. Um, and I'm just going to use that just to uh, highlight uh, if you want to come and join us. Head to dcdietkingdom.com forward slash membership. Get in on the uh, on the chat group because it is absolutely banging every single week, um, whether it's match day or not. It's just absolutely awesome. Um, and as you can see, me and me and Daniel are wearing official DC UK merchandise. Tom. Tom's just official. He's DC. just official. Yeah, he's a, he's a fanatical official. I'm staying very. <laughs> Well, because one left store had a fifty percent off sale. <laughs> I bought it. You know what I got? I got a, one of those Wayne Rooney shirts. Oh no! Right? And it was it was six dollars. Nice. Wow. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to tell people I got this like three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. But now now everyone knows. Now everyone knows. So yeah. wait, wait, where's, your, where's your pint glass? Um, that's in the dishwasher. But I got my sparkling water. Yeah. Uh, oh, you're a sparkling water drinker. Yeah. You can tell he's from Ooh. England. <laughs> it's the best. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna let you have that one. Keep you keep the sparkling water. I'll 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 stick to my still. Anyway, this weekend's game is brought to you uh, by Low.com Field. Because you know what a what a name for a stadium. Um, every every feels like at the moment every stadium has the word field in it. But a lot of them have dot coms now too. Yeah, it's Yeah, uh, but we are playing Columbus Crew this weekend. Um, it is on April thirtieth in the US, or for me in the UK. For you guys out there in Europe, UK, elsewhere, it is uh, May the first. 
um 7 30 p.m kickoff eastern time 12 30 a.m kickoff uh, in, uh british time fun uh, fact about uh dc columbus matchups in in columbus yeah. uh it was nine years ago yesterday marked the uh map free stadium scoreboard fire a game that I was at where DC got lost like three, nothing, but Great still, player. uh, like that is, that is a memory I'll always cherish was, you know, we would be just be outside playing a little kickabout and all of a sudden just black smoke coming out of the stadium <laughs> and then waiting like literally like 40 minutes for a fire truck to come around. It was so funny because they had to blast it from outside the stadium. So they were basically just throwing water in. <laughs> But the the fire itself was coming from the inside, so they had to kind of like bust a hole through the back and then just spray it through there. Jeez, it was the most absurd thing I've ever seen. But that's <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Great picture where the players are just standing there, and that's yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times! Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Um, right, let's go through a little rundown, um, head-to-heads and the things like that. So last season, um, we beat each other, um, which is fair enough. Um, that's how it tends to go. Um, the last time we beat uh, Columbus Crew twice in the same season, I uh, was back in, it wasn't even this millennium. Mm. It was 1999. We, we were partnered like it was 1999 that year. And it was all because we beat Crew twice in the same season. Um, the Crew have lost uh, their last two home matches as well, so they're not on a great run as it stands. Uh, for DC, on the two of the last twenty-five games have ended in a draw. So the likelihood of that of this game ending in a draw is going to be quite slim. Columbus's last game against um, Swan Kansas was the fourth time in a row they failed to find the net. Yep. So that's a long time without scoring. However, they've never gone five without scoring. Um, ignore the fact that I put Austin's league record on the notes. It's actually Columbus's league record. Um, so far, they've played eight, won two, drawn three, and lost three. They've scored 10 and conceded nine in their eight games they've played. So just over a goal a game, um, both for and against. Their current sort of key place, uh, their DPs, is currently Darlington Nagbe. Mm-hmm. I didn't realise he was DP level. I like uh, him, actually. He's a good player, but I wouldn't have put him at DP. I feel like he's been around. Oh, he's, he's been, been around, around a long time, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I was watching him in, like, 07. Yeah. <laughs> Been, not that long, but like he's he's I mean, definitely been around. He has been around a heck of a long time. Um, because I remember, I think he played for Atlanta United for a brief moment. Sounds about um, right. Didn't he play for Portland or Seattle? I mean, he probably has played for everyone, to be fair. <laughs> it's, it's a name that's always been out there. Like, yeah. yeah. Here we go. Darlington Nagbe, his uh, career. He's only actually played for three different MLS teams. He did play for Portland, though, right? He did play for Portland from 2011 to 2017. So you weren't too th- too far off with your year. He's only 31. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <All right. Yep. laughs> My bad, dude. <laughs> uh, then he moved to Atlanta United uh, in 2018, and he moved to the Crew in 2020, and played yeah. 25 times for the US Men's National Team. 
Yeah. So, yeah, he has been around for quite some time, 11 years now. So, yeah, he started off young and he's been, to be fair, pretty solid. But like I said, I never have put him at DP level, but then then there's like Michael Bradley, would I ever put him as DP level? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that other DP um, is Lucas Zellerayan, um, which who came into the league at the same time as Edison Flores. I don't think we need to make any comparisons there because we know who's the better player. Let's just move on. Yep. <laughs> um, they've got a couple of uh, under-22 initiative players, um, which if you've listened to the podcast previously, you know uh, Daniel has taken us through some of the different levels of contracts in the uh, MLS. Um, Alexandru Matan and Yoya Boa um, are their two under-22 players. Mm-hmm. And they do have a former DC United player, Perry Kitchen, who was the first guest DC who. Oh, wow. There you go. So that is our team, uh, that our opposition for this weekend. It's not, it's not our team. It's not our team anymore. Perry Kitchen's not there. To be fair, I wouldn't mind him back. <laughs> I, I kind of liked him when he was playing for us. Yeah. Um... Absolutely good when he moved to Hearts in Scotland. Because mm-hmm. my dad supports Hearts and I really don't like Hearts. So. It's just annoying. But, you know. It happens. But yeah, Perry Kitchen, out of the crew. Um, what do we reckon about this weekend's game? Uh, how do you think it's going to go? We haven't done predictions in a while. No, it's been a few weeks, uh, but we'll come on to that in a moment. Don't get ahead of yourself, Tom. I, you know, I, I, I feel better about this game than the next one. Uh, Houston puts up numbers. That's going to be a scary team to face. Um, but, you know, uh, I I don't see uh, Columbus turning things around. Uh, I think, for the most part, DC has found a balance between the aggressive style of Lasada ball, but also having the wherewithal to sort of, like, adjust and you know, get players back on defense when it's necessary. So, like, I think they will play a pretty balanced match. Uh, I don't see Columbus improving their ways, especially that match against uh, Miami. Um, it just, I, they're just in a bad form right now. So, I do not see that changing, even though it's going to be a home game for them. Uh, I think DC comes out, uh, let's say, 2 1. Oh, damn it. Tom was going to go for that one, I'm guessing. Then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Fine. I mean, you're more than welcome to go with two. No, 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 no. That's not fun. No, no, no. It's got to be different. It's got to be different. All right. Let me know. All right. Go on. One nil. Oh. Okay. Okay. So I think it's going to be it's going to be a stranglehold game. Who's who, who's the one nil two? Oh, we're winning. Oh, okay. So yeah. you, you're saying that Columbus is going to go five games without scoring? Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I okay. think it's. I think we're just going to stranglehold on playing away. Um, let's say Taxi gets a goal again. Yeah. Let's just. Let's just. Uh, we're going to call it the. We have the Camaro train, but you know. More hype train the uh, the taxi capture. Oh, well, we're gonna have to come up with something. For taxi. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll set a meeting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what we're gonna have to have something for him. Yeah. So one nil. Taxi scores. 
we strangled the game in the end. Kempen if he dyes his hair red, we we can call him Red Top, like Red Top Capsi, ca- Taxi Service in DC, longstanding. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe sure. that we need to put that to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's make the offer. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll pay for the hair dye. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll pay for paint. Like red paint. <laughs> I didn't say it was going to be good hair dye. I was going to say I'm not going. I'm not paying for that salon. No, thank you. <laughs> um, before I'm going to give my prediction, uh, Jose has just come in with a prediction. Two ah. two. All right. So he's yeah. going to go for that rare draw that we get. He's also going for some uh, taxi emojis as well. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, gotta love that. So I reckon, I reckon it's gonna be a bit of a few goals for DC. Um, I still think I think Columbus is gonna score because they've got Zillaray, and I think he's gonna be the guy who gets their goals. I'm thinking Taxi is gonna score. I think it's gonna be quite similar for us from the New England game. I think I'm gonna go three-one. Okay. Um. I think it's going to be a good game for us. I think Chad Ball is going to go to the next level. Um, I, think, I think Kempen's going to play this weekend. I think it's he's going to get uh, that game because he's a former crew player as well, remember? So I think it'd be good for Kempen to get that win against his former team at their stadium. Also, it's good Saturday. Sorry? It was good on Saturday. Yeah. He deserves another another opportunity between the sticks, yeah. <sighs> which is weird to say. Going to regret that next, but next Kempen, podcast. If you, <laughs> Kevin, if you actually ever tune into the show and you're hearing us saying this, we genuinely do mean it. You were great on at the weekend, yeah. so yeah. keep that up. Um, we've got every faith in you. Um, it's, and I apologize. And Tom <laughs> apologized. So, yes. Um, and if you do pull out another great performance, I will keep doing campaigns memes. I like those. So, yes, please. (laughs) And uh, with your permission, I would like to make it into a (laughs) T-shirt. I would get that. Campanator T-shirt. Yeah. That sounds great. I might just have to do it anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Then you're going to get sued. (laughs) Yeah, I would say if if he has a favorite charity or something, you know, propose like a 20 or 30 percent proceeds type of thing. That would be good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like it. DC scores or something like that, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, um, it's time for the part of the show where Daniel takes over. We have a little rest. Tom gets his uh, stopwatch out um, because it is that time for MLS 101. So Daniel, Daniel, what are you taking us through this week? Well, so I have to give a quick shout out to a member of the uh, DC UK supporter group chat. The longest Angus that has ever known. Uh, he uh, brought it to my attention uh, this this week uh, about a little entity called MLS Next Pro. Uh, now, for the longest time or, or, you know, for the longest time, like lower league uh, soccer was pretty much USL 
NISL and and uh, NASL, I think, was like a little bit before that. But that folded and was kind of a disaster. Uh, but, you know, for, for a couple of years now, uh, DC or not DC, but MLS has kind of uh, had a nice warm relationship with USL. Uh, and, and things have been getting a little crowded for them, uh, especially with how many uh, sort of B-team MLS sides are entering into uh, MLS League or USL League One. So... Uh, being that MLS uh, sort of wants to have their own sort of pathway to the pros, uh, they are coming out um, with MLS Next Pro that has just launched. This is not part of my time. Giving a little context here. Have we started a clock? I don't think we we usually... We can can restart it. It's fine. Okay. (laughs) So so shall we start the timer then, Daniel? Yes. Start it now. So unknown to me uh, until this week was the new MLS Next Pro League, which started in 2022 with 21 teams. 20 of those teams are MLS reserve side and one independent club, Rochester, New York FC. For a while, MLS was a loose. It uh, was in a loose agreement with United Soccer League to let their B teams compete in that league. Up until last year, they were part of the USL Championship, but things can kindly be considered uh, congested in lower tier soccer in the U.S. What MLS needed was a way to solidify their B teams into one league. So one day, MLS hit up U.S. Soccer Federation and said, "Hey." We want to take a bunch of our reserve sides and create a league for them. Uh, after what I'm sure was a big process of paperwork and open obnoxious emojis, strategic planning, closed obnoxious emojis, uh, MLS birthed MLS Next Pro, which I'm not going to lie, kind of sounds like a WWE development territory. Uh, The league now consists of 21 teams uh, or 21 founding clubs, which will compete in 24 league games each. There's an eight-team playoff followed by a League Cup final. There's also a promise of future international games, cups, and tournaments, whatever that means. All MLS Next Pro games are streamed on the official website at MLSNextPro.com. So that is where we'll be able to catch Loudoun United games next year when they join the league. So how does MLS Next uh, rosters work? Each club's active roster comprises of 35 players, including 24 professional players and 11 amateur players, all of whom are eligible for selection on game days. There's an interesting wrinkle with amateur players in that they must be under 21 and cannot have played college soccer or for a professional club. Plus, they... uh, Plus, they are or have been affiliated with MLS Academy or MLS-affiliated teams in the past. Each club has seven international roster spots, which can be traded among those teams. And with that, salary rules are pretty lax, actually, compared to uh, Major League Soccer. There's no salary cap, uh, and there is no salary limit or player compensation. Um, Additionally, there are no age limits for pro players, and clubs will be able to assign players directly to an MLS Next Pro agreement. Uh, So what does this mean for the impact? In the simplest and probably more most reductive way to look at MLS Next Pro is that it's MLS creating its own super league of lower tier soccer. The lower tiers have had their share of term, tumult over the years, and MLS wanted to create its own system as a development pipeline into MLS proper. 
MLS ran a reserve league from 2005 through 2014, which included a break in 2009 and 10. Games were canceled and rescheduled constantly. Teams uh, played differing numbers of matches and rosters were pretty much scattershot. This time, MLS is taking a more structured approach and they aren't, aren't intending to compete with USL for market share. But in the end, MLS is a business, so we'll have to see what happens. And that's time. Where am I at? I want to say. Oh yeah, guesses. I'm going to say around about three minutes forty seconds. I'll go. I'll go four minutes ten. Uh, three minutes and twenty seconds. Oh wow! Far off. Fair play, don't you? That feels like never. Every time I'm reading that. Yeah, right. You need to speak a little bit slower next time. It's one of those presentation things in front of the class where. I had this class in uh, in college where we had to give a speech <laughs> five minutes, no less, no over. Yeah. And every time kids would go up to like give their speech, they would do it in like a minute, and they'd be like, "Was that five minutes?" And it's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a question though. So they don't want any college, any players that played in college. To take the uh, to be in the amateur roles, okay. So I they can still like, play was, if they've been there, but as a professional rather than correct, an yeah, correct. Okay. Or if they've been affiliated with a, an academy or an affiliated like non-pro MLS team. Okay, okay. that makes sense. I, that's, that's great for that makes that makes actually you know making it a career path seem better yeah and and the other thing is that they must have a mac or they can only have a maximum of five academy players on the field at any given time oh it's a maximum yeah so it's kind of one of those spreads where like there's there's clearly not a you know we're developing certain players a certain way, or like we have our certain players knocked out. Like they want to have it kind of spread out among professional, amateur, and academy players. Yeah, actually, I suppose that's also a good shout. The fact that you're not just going to send all the big wage players down to MLS mm-hmm. Next Pro to get around the wage demands around the right. salary cap. Right. I can imagine that might be one thing that they've had to really have a think about is if they're not putting any salary rules in MLS Next Pro, do you, for a couple of weeks, if you need to have that little bit of roster space, uh, salary cap space, do you just send the big yeah, guys and yeah, Higuain know, down to MLS Next Pro? Whew. Could you imagine? That'd be that? weird. That would be hilarious. Yeah. So well, that's cool. Thank you for that, Daniel. Um, any ideas what we're going to get uh, for the next episode? Or have we not thought that far ahead? Uh, no clue. This is honestly like one of those things where like when it comes to about Tuesday, I'm like, oh, God, what do I need to be looking at here? So um, I'll let you know around that time. Yeah, uh, to be fair, that's, that's better than my guest DC Who, which I did at, um, uh, an hour before the show. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Anyway, that is the end of MLS 101 this week. I do love the tunes. 
I now I was just bobbing my head. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, right. So that moves us on to uh, some of the fan questions. And to be fair, I'm just going to get the uh, the big one out of the way for you, Tom. Let's get, get, let's get it. Let's pull the plaster off. Let's get it done because Brian has been waiting for so long to get this question answered. Here you go, Tom. So, Tom, why do you hate the US men's national team? What did they do to you to scar you so deep? Is it just them or is it USA as well? And if I so, do America. you hate <laughs> apple pie? Is it because of 1950? And do you also hate Haiti? 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 I was like, Haiti? That's, that's it. It's English. Um, definitely don't hate Haiti. What? Uh, do I hate the USA? No. This is this is this is something that is going to end up at immigration, and I'm going to get. <laughs> First of all, no, I'm very happy here. I love America. Uh, the U.S. men's national team. I think I don't hate them. I think they're incredibly overrated. Um, <laughs> I just saw Daniel's face. Yeah, says the England fan. <laughs> it's uh, so yeah, it's coming home. Um, I will say I'm still bitter about 2010. 2010. Yep. Yeah, 2010. Still bitter. Um, so I actually can't wait. It's gonna be a great match. So, but I, you know, I don't think you guys have a chance. Um. <laughs> So yeah, an apple pie. Uh, I like pumpkin pie more. So there we go. Fair enough. Apple um, pie is overrated. Yeah. Mm. It, can, it can be a little like bland at times. You got to get the right spices in there. Mm-hmm. Get a bit of cinnamon. Yeah. Got to have cinnamon with apple. Apple and cinnamon is like, it's like oh, lemon mints, pork and apple. Mm-hmm. Oh, apple. oh, sorry. I'm getting away now. Um, we've actually had a request for MLS 101. Oh, I, I like that. You know what? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm super uh, into that. You know, I think we were sort of going through a lot of the structural stuff, but yeah, I, I'm sure with DC UK yeah. and kind of branching out into uh, new territory, yeah, I'd be more than happy to do that. So let me get my thinking cap on, and I can yeah. I can uh, figure out something good. Cool. And for those who are, who are just listening, um, the request was, uh, can we cover some of DC United history for us latecomers? Uh, that sounds like an absolute great. Show out so uh yeah daniel will get his thinking cap on and we'll uh, look at that um jose is um sweet potato pie kind of guy yeah i can see that yeah, yeah. um i i mean for me i'm uh, controversial key lime pie oh no that's that's uh, that's delicious i love it oh uh, no i make a mean key lime pie it's, it's i made it once <laughs> um yeah, but key lime. Um, but to be fair, we get uh, loads of loads of great desserts over here from best like Italy, like tiramisu, pizza rolls, and all that jazz. So you know, we get roly cakes. Sorry, roly poly cakes. Oh, I haven't had one of those in like ten. Swiss days. roll. Yeah. Oh man, I. Oh, there's so many things I miss. Uh, it's fine. I, I'm bringing biscuits. Oh, brilliant. Mm. I am bringing biscuits. I, I just spent a lot of money on a bottle of Sarsen's malt vinegar. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> Why? 
because the the malt vinegar here is not good. It's not. It's made. It's made in uh, Pennsylvania. It's like it's not proper proper malt vinegar. And I was like, I've had enough. I don't care how much it costs. I'm going to get it. It's going to be made in England, and I'm going to get it shipped over here. So that's what I've done. And how, how much does that cost you? I would not like to say on camera. <laughs> Is it more or less than twenty dollars? Uh, it's around that number. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but okay. It's, not, it's, not, it's not a massive bottle. Yeah. Is, is it like a 500 mil bottle? It's like, yeah. So it's. I mean, to be fair, that, that should last you a while. You're not going to drown your chips in vinegar, are you? So uh, fries. Fries. Uh, I kind of do. Oh, yeah, one of those people who puts it on, and then I, I have a couple of chips, and I go, more, more. <laughs> then again, stall it out, start throwing that on. Yeah. Oh, dear. I have no shame. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Right, let's move on to the next question then. So, uh, Victor, who has been in the chat, um, but uh, sent this question in uh, pre prior to the show going live, I'm over on Instagram. Whoa, it's a big one. Thoughts on the fans who have decided to skip games for a while in protest of the Lasada firing. So, uh, my initial thoughts are... Um, I get the reason behind the protest. I feel like there's better ways of doing it. Um, because in the grand, in the grand scheme of things, you look at the attendance from the weekend, the official figure was like 17 and a half thousand. That really didn't re- translate to people skipping the game. So um, the stadium still looked fairly, fairly full. Um, yep. I think the the better way of doing the protest is actually visibility rather than that, the perceived lack of visibility. Yeah. Um, whether that comes through in terms of uh, signage, so TFO, flags, whatever. There's a be- there's another way of doing it, and I think um, if they want to protest about it, that would have been the better way to do it. They did that today um, for the Man United game. They protested outside with the good old green and yellow smoke. Flares going out. Yeah, uh, it was kind of funny. They had a sign in the stands that that said uh, "Glazers out," but they spelled "Glazers" wrong. Uh, <laughs> so it was "Glarez." Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> I was just like, "Oh no, we're in so much trouble." <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I said it on Twitter. This reeks of just copycat syndrome where like they see yeah. what's happening at in England at Manchester United. They're like, oh yeah, we're gonna do the same thing, except it'll it, definitely work. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um I mean, support the club, not the guy. Yeah, and and another thing is support the players. Like, a lot of the things that I read were just disgusting, saying, like, none of these players wanted it. And the what Losado brought was just, you know, everyday training over in Europe. That's not everyday training. And especially when you're talking about guys who are making millions of dollars in comparison to most of the team being five to six figure players. Yes, maybe some seven figures here, but not on the level of most of those European clubs. So you can get rid of that. Uh, Another thing is luck. As I've said before, I'm a labor guy. I will always back the workers, whatever shape, form, or whatever they're making. Uh, You don't go after players like that. 
that that was the most disgusting. Do whatever you want in terms of like skipping out on game. Fine, whatever. But the second you start talking about the players like they don't want it or they haven't been training or you know they're just now getting to the minimum level they need to be. No, that's that's wrong. You're a bunch of puffed up you know, plastic ultras who have no idea what they're talking about. Um, and and there was a lot of systemic problems in how Losada was treating the, those players. So that that just does not fly. So I know the club tends to do open training sessions uh, once a week to kind of alleviate that side of that point of what you were just saying there about overtraining and gone that. Do you, would you like to see more open training sessions for fans um yeah sure i mean you know here's the thing uh, another question i got was like was this similar to like uh, the gabriel hines situation mm. down in atlanta not even close but i would say to a degree it was more of a psychological thing because uh you know it was like they were being forced to hydrate rather than having water taken away from them. Uh, they were forced to hydrate, but at the same time, they had weekly weigh-ins with this forced hydration. And so they had, from what I imagine, they probably had to balance like when they could eat or what they could eat and then how much water they're trying to maintain in their system. And like it became to the point, the point where they were being treated more or less like robots, like trying to find this min-max efficiency in your intake to training ratio. And like at a certain point, you got to get rid of those data points and just let them be human beings. It's it's weird and gross. Yeah, and Heather's just uh, piped up there with, uh, she thought that the fines for hydration wanes was really gross. And yeah, yeah. It, this, there's better ways of maintaining weight and not just finding players and things like that. So yeah, uh, Tom, any thoughts on that? Yeah, um, players are people too. I, that yeah. simple. There are people that we don't need to treat them like trash. And when has when has when has treating players like trash and berating them? When has that ever made them be like, "Oh, I really want to try for this guy"? Yeah. Like, yeah. What What do you think? I I understand like voicing your frustrations when you're just outright, you know, going after someone. You're not going to get the result you're looking for. It's, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's something you learn in like kindergarten. It's just, just, yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Cool. So next question should be a fairly simple one. How quickly will Rafa Romo uh, take Campen's job? Never. (laughs) Campenator forever. Depends on that Houston game. If, if, if Campen just goes lights out and gets like a clean sheet in that game. Uh, I think that makes a strong case for him staying as the starter until Hamid comes back. Which I yeah. think, I think uh, Hamid's still got what, three or four weeks out. Yep. From what I remember. So, so that would take us to the one thing. It sounds like we're about to have a lot of games. <laughs> yeah. That, he could potentially return for my visit. That'd be oh, good. Cool. Yeah. So it's been on obviously how it goes, whether it's the three weeks or whether it's the four weeks. If not, then 
the return could be potentially against uh, the Red Bulls. So that would, either way, it's a good time for Bill to come back, really. Uh, but that means that's one, two, three, four, five, five potentially six games. Um, I know six potentially seven that he'll have missed out on, obviously because of the game of the weekend mm-hmm. as well. So that's quite a lot. Yep. Just like last year, where we missed him for a good period of time. Um, cool. Daniel, that's uh, not Daniel. Tom, um, Romo going to come in and take Kempen's job. Nah. Very <laughs> sweet. It's his to lose. Um, and I think he, he should have a bit of confidence after the last match. And, yeah. you know, I'm all for it. Support your players. Support your players. I'm sorry, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, his to lose. Hope he keeps it up. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. The last question that came in. Um, and this has obviously gone on about the uh, Kamara situation um, which if you don't know Kamara uh, celebrated um, in the Austin FC game by taking off his shirt he had a vest on underneath which had a message on there uh, which was in um, dedication to his grandmother who unfortunately recently passed away in Norway Um, that was the reason why he didn't know which I get the sentiment behind but the rules in there for a reason and I'm not too disappointed in the fact that, that the rule is there I think it's it's a fine rule to have it's not the end of the world it's been there for a long time we shouldn't be taking our shirts off yes there, there's emotion it's there's times where it's like the 97th minute and you scored a winner in the MLS Cup final and you go absolutely mental should you get booked for that common sense sometimes needs to prevail um, I, it, yeah I mean you know you know what players do and they don't get a yellow card but they can still show messages under their kit they just lift it they lift yeah. it they don't take the whole thing off it's removing the whole shirt against you the yellow card and what minute did he score it again it was, uh, it was early it was an early it was like the 12th minute or something like that I think it yeah. was you get a yellow card in the 12th minute you take your shirt off now you're playing on a yellow for 78 minutes like you know what was going to happen then he's running around clipping toes and you know 40 44th minute second yellow card it's just like yeah. I get the sentiment you know wanting to show respect to family but you gotta like there are rules for a reason yeah. Here, here's how we fix this whole situation. You get rid of the rule. These are not. These are not. These are not naughty boys. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Oh no, we're going down that road again. These are. Ath- these are. These are athletes who have worked incredibly hard to have the ideal human body. And you know what? I think they have every right to take off their shirts wherever they want. So. I will say, athletes, I think they need a pass every time when, when, when they uh, take a shirt off. I don't think that should count for bad boy, naughty boy points. <laughs> They're good boys, not naughty, naughty boys. Uh, and I, I, I support the abolition of the shirtless yellow card. No. That's my stance. So, 
I mean, I'm both sides on this one. As always, I'm always on the fence, but because I like to see both sides of the argument. There was always there was one player back in the day from when I was a Middlesbrough fan. Well, I was a Middlesbrough fan, but when I used to go to the games back in the mid nineties, nineteen ninety six, ninety seven season, I'm thinking about in particular. We signed a player who just won the Champions League with Juventus, and he somehow came to the borough. I think he must have been high or something like that uh, when he signed that contract. But Fabrizio Ravanelli, the white feather, his celebration was always shirt over the head. Mm-hmm. If he did that now, he'd get booked every game. Yeah. So, and it was a great celebration because it was iconic as well. Yep. It was an iconic celebration. So you do miss out on that aspect. But then, then again... <laughs> and and here's the other thing like i mean y- you hear these fines all the time and then like the same league will like use those as like promotions you know if they're doing like sizzle reels or or videos you you always see it and then like you're like you find that person like x amount of dollars and now you're using it in your sizzle reel yeah. to promote your league that's gross it's it's yeah. like yeah no, let them let them do their thing, and, and and you know, let uh let Sebastian Vettel ride a moped if he wants. <laughs> Where did that come from? Just, that's another stupid penalty that happened in recent time that is is completely ridiculous. But um, I'm just saying, let 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 the athletes be athletes. Let them do their thing. No, oh, I. So Tom. You're against the rule. You're for the rule. Yep. Daniel's against the rule. Firmly. And I'm on the fence about the rule. <laughs> I'll see both sides. It's fine. I'll, I will be the mediator in this conversation. It's okay. <laughs> right. That was the last question that came in. So that is the end of that. And um, we now need to do the reveal for guess DC who. Um, Should we say um, at the same time? Because I think we yeah. This okay. Right. Let me oh, give boy. you the countdown. Just the last right. name. Yeah, let's nope. just go for the last. Oh, you're gonna Both. go full name. Both full names. name. Full of first name and last name. So, in three, two, one. Andy Nahar. No. Chris Durkin left right. and came back. He's a homegrown. Uh, oh, homegrown. I completely forgot about it's that. It's Andy Nahar. Andy Nahar's a homegrown. Oh, he so is so is Bill the Mead. Yeah, but my player was oh. Andy Nahar. Oh, that's... Damn. Yeah! Oh. No, the instructions were too broad. <laughs> so, Tom, I think you need to uh, take your DC 90s hat off now. Now, hand it in at the uh, next available. Uh... <laughs> Come and make me. All right, I will do. I'll be there in three weeks. <laughs> Go get Just wait. Okay, well, I technically wasn't wrong. I know you weren't, but you weren't like right. To point that out. <laughs> <laughs> you should have been like, oh, and he can't play for the US team. Like, <laughs> then that would have just been one player. <laughs> Okay, uh, he plays an outfield. That could have been Bill Hamid. I did say defensive. You did say defensive, but goalie's defensive. It's actually the most defensive. <laughs> 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 
and now I'm getting defensive. God. <laughs> um, let me just get my uh, fishing fishing rod out. Yep. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, do you, do you want to hug Tom? No, <laughs> I'm over it. I'm totally fine. fine. Fine, let me let me give you a hug down there. I'm not I'm not annoyed. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I, here's here's my prediction. I was the points leader last year, and I'm going to be the guest DC who leader this year. <laughs> I mean, <sighs> that's, that's. I mean, the record so yes. far isn't exactly yes. great. Ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> I still got that second week one. I'm just throwing it out there. I'll, I'll die on this hill. I got it right. You can go back and watch film. <laughs> oh dear. Well, that's um, let's end the show there because we have gone into uh, into quite a bit of um, added time here. Um, we've gone over 90 minutes. We're in, uh, we're into Fergie time right now. So Tom, after your little defensive, uh, episode there, yeah, where can the good folk find you? Oh guys, I have finally gotten off of the, uh, snitch McConnell username to go with something a bit more podcast friendly. Um, it has to do with the podcast and it also describes my personality perfectly. So you may find me at Twitter at DCUK unfiltered. Very cool. Thank you for that. And then Daniel, where can the good folks out there find you? Yeah. So you can find me on Twitter at professor DCUK. And I just want to give a quick shout out, uh, Sioux Falls city FC. It's going to be my brand new local club when I move down there later this summer. And I'm so excited to support local soccer and especially women's local soccer. Uh, go Sioux Falls City FC. There you go. Fantastic. Uh, do tweet out about if they've got any websites or any social media. We'll get that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> cool. Um, and then for for us as a whole as an entity like i said before earlier on the show do come and join us at dc uk uh, it's com forward slash membership um and as you can see me and daniel we're wearing the uh, the official dc uk merchandise um if you just head over to bio.link forward slash DC United Kingdom, you'll see the links uh, for merchandise. You'll see the link for the new version of the Cherry Blossom. Mine's in the wash. Um, I was a little bit annoyed that it was in the wash because I was I was hoping to wear it for tonight, but, you know, wasn't dry any quicker. Um, and then lastly, um, feel free to subscribe to the channel, like the show, like this particular episode. And after Tom, you called out uh, for some reviews last week or the week before, we got a couple of five-star reviews as well. Did we really? We did. Usually people just ignore me when I say things. That's brilliant. <laughs> no, um, before we end the show, um, I think all have... the reviews are going to be like great oh time. yeah i mean absolutely <laughs> but then we, we're worth it so um the latest reviews that came in, we had two reviews come in um one just saying the best dcu podcast nice which is fantastic saying great listen if you're looking for quality dcu content um yeah. and like the, other, the second one was the uh, headline is best podcast i've ever heard 
You can't get much better than that. These guys are funny and knowledgeable. I've personally had the pleasure of meeting some of the cast live, and they are stand-up guys. Look no further for the best podcast out there. Wow. Drink. <laughs> oh, that's a brilliant comment. So uh, feel free to leave a podcast review because that would be absolutely epic. It helps us get out to a wider audience as well to get more more fans of not only just the show, but of DC United as a whole as well. So that's the... The main thing about why this thing was created was to get people to support DC United. So there you go. Um, one last message in the chat. Uh, that was Tom's review. <laughs> I like to say it wasn't. So <laughs> I did not do my own review. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I might know now. Huh? The other two guys are crap, but that guy Tom is just. <laughs> <laughs> well, it Amazing. will be obvious when it's you. <laughs> I mean, uh, Tom. Tom's the hardy. <laughs> 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 oh dear! Right, let's end the show. Thank you guys for coming on again. Um, it's been a blast of uh, an hour and forty-five. Um, any last, any last shout-outs, Daniel? Uh, Dukem DC, great Ethiopian.